Rittenhouse lawyers overwhelmed with death threats, Black Rifle Coffee lied to us, threw Kyle under the bus, and grifted off the conservative movement. Massive protests are breaking out all across the country due to the Rittenhouse verdict, and the FDA says it needs until 2076 to release Pfizer vaccine approval data. We'll answer all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to turn on the post notifications on new video and new live show every single day. Do not miss out. Also, shows completely funded and supported by you guys. Become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, or even a Patreon supporter. It goes a long way in supporting the show. Now let's get right into this. So the Rittenhouse lawyer is overwhelmed with death threats. This is not surprising, knowing how the left acts. Uh, whenever they don't get their way, it's, you know, kill or be killed type of situations. So Rittenhouse defense attorney Mark Richards says that he's receiving so many death threats that he can't use his phone. I, I really do not doubt it. These are the people that riot and burn and loot and steal whenever they don't get their way. Before I read too much into this, don't forget to drop the video a like, share, and subscribe. The only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement. Uh, someone tweeted out, defense attorney Mark Richards states that him and his wife are receiving violent threats through emails, texts, voicemails, and personal cell phones, etc. Richard spoke uh, to an insider and said he can't count the number of threats against him because it's too high. The calls reported started uh, a few weeks ago. At that point, Richard told Fluff, Fluff off that threats after Rittenhouse acquittal. Uh, they became so frequent that he stopped using his phone. By the time I left the courthouse yesterday, I started answering my phone, and the first three calls were death threats, and I just quit answering the phone, Richard said. Richards noted that his wife's phone was also targeted with threats. Seemed like the leftists, these people, they just, I mean, obviously, I'm sure his number's out there because he's a lawyer. Um, they probably just did some research, and they dug deeper and probably found his wife's business or whatever the wife does and was able to acquire her number as well. I was on the receiving end of this at one point when uh, I used to go viral all the time uh, back when I was on Twitter before I got banned. Uh, it's not too uncommon. Uh, someone tweeted out, Rittenhouse's lawyer says he's inundated with the countless death threats. Imagine my shock. Okay. Besides himself, Richard reported that his client and a legal team were also receiving threats. Everyone in, the ca everyone in this case, and when I say that I mean the prosecution defense, to me, it's scary how many death threats we've had. Rittenhouse's address has been protected by the judge and has been given 24-hour security. I would love for things to change, for people to talk to one another without fighting, but unfortunately, I don't see it changing anytime soon, Richard says. I'm going through my emails, and they're threatening emails too. Now these, I feel like when it comes to the left, these aren't always completely baseless death threats because if they probably figured out where this guy lived, I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up there with a violent mob. If there wasn't massive security there, I really would not be surprised if they showed up there with a violent mob. And it's not completely uncommon. It is very common for these leftist, radical left protesters to show up even at the homes of Democrat politicians that they're disagreeing with. And they'll show up, make a lot of noise, be very rowdy, maybe leave a bit of a mess. It's not uncommon. They do this all the time. They even, they did it to, um... I'm pretty sure they might have done it to de Blasio. I know for a fact they did it to the L.A. mayor. I mean, they even stormed City Hall probably multiple times. Um, these people, the, it seems to be that the mainstream media projects what the left does onto us, where they're trying to make us seem like the violent people that they are. Okay? You're a hater, little that's an incel living in your mom's basement. You've not achieved shit in your life. Like that fat Alex Jones down the road here. And by the way, I'm going to publish his address soon. <laughs>
Yeah, there it is, the gay ball. Oh, him. All that shit about no that guy. This dude hasn't lifted one of his fat sausage fingers in defense of this country. That guy. I, I'll admit it. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will. I will eat your ass. <laughs> so this is Black Rifle Coffee. I'm going to be exposing how they lied to us and they're grifting off the conservative movement. Now, full um, credit goes to the quartering for this video edited edit of some Black Rifle Coffee employees. I think they're not, might be former employees now saying that they're threatening to uh, dox Alex Jones as they um, call out, I guess, people who are criticizing them for their New York Times article. So real quick, if you're not familiar with Black, Black Rifle Coffee, they're a pro-Constitution, pro-First, Second Amendment um, coffee group uh, by veterans, um, and they donate to veterans as well. Um, their marketing relies, I think, probably almost 100% of their marketing, if I had to guess, I mean, I probably don't see all their marketing, but a great deal of their marketing includes them um, paying conservative influencers, uh, grifting off the conservative movement, which is fine. You know, if you want to make a product for conservatives, pro First and Second Amendment, you know, people, uh, that's totally fine. You know, go for it. We, we want to support people who are Pro First and Second Amendment, of course. We want to support those types of companies. We want to support those types of com companies by veterans, uh, for veterans, okay? We want that type of stuff. We want to support that type of stuff. Where I draw the line is when people do this type of marketing and try to grift off of this movement uh, for their own personal gain, and then as soon, as soon as something happens, they kind of turn their back on that movement for better opportunities. Or um, I, had, I had a theory... Um, after they did a New York Times article, they did an article for New York Times, a huge piece. Uh, I had a theory that I'm like, hmm, I bet you they got some investment funding and had to start uh, changing up what they were doing in order to appeal to, I guess, uh, larger investors or maybe a larger group of people. Um, but I'm sure they made tons of money off the conservative movement. And as soon as things hit the fan, I guess, not, not even hit the fan, but as soon as... Uh, things start to get a little more intense. They completely turn their back on this entire movement and act like they're not a non-political company. Then they're starting to act like, well, we don't want to take sides. We're not political. Your entire basis for your entire company is built on the backs of conservative influencers, of the conservative movement. Now, all of a sudden, you're not taking sides because you don't want to get backlash, maybe because you're getting a bunch of funding, maybe because you want to maybe get your stuff into some retail stores. That's my theory. That's my theory, and I think my theory is mostly correct as more information comes out. So we got a lot to go over right now. So um, I guess first thing I'll go over is uh, I originally caught on to this, a video from The Quartering, uh, Black Rifle Coffee threatens to dox Alex Jones, um, and that's what you saw in that, that exact clip. Uh, they did a podcast, and some of the employees, now former employees, uh, were threatening to dox Alex Jones because they couldn't handle the backlash from the New York Times article, and they're going back and forth. Now, this article put together most of what happened. So, Black Rifle Coffee is a company serving premium coffee to those who love America. And that's in quotes. As their favorite cross a country uh, the years past, however, it's become a hot spot for criticism lies. Cernovich tweeted out, Black Rifle Coffee Cucks do gender-bending humiliation video right after they took a large amount of Wall Street money. Does it all make sense to you now? 
And that makes complete sense because Wall Street wouldn't be investing in them if they're not trying to get that type of coffee into retail stores. So that's my guess that they had to, someone says their coffee tastes like booty anyway. It does, money talks, that's simple. Um, let's continue reading now. Last year, shortly after Kyle Rittenhouse was seen in a post-bail photo wearing a Black Rifle Coffee t-shirt, the founder and CEO made it clear that they did not want to be associated with Rittenhouse. Literally a company called Black Rifle Coffee, a company that prides themselves on being pro-Second Amendment, has turned their back off of the biggest, one of the biggest Second Amendment uh, trials, situations that we've seen in the recent decade, okay? When the, when the biggest thing happens, when everybody, all conservatives are united to defend Kyle Rittenhouse, defend his right to protect himself and his right to bear arms, a quite literal black rifle he was holding, okay? They turned their backs. Why? Because they were chasing the bag. And I wouldn't mind companies chasing the bag. That's totally fine. But if you're going to grift off the conservative movement and then turn your backs on us to chase the bag, that's where I have the problem. If they were an apolitical company, if they were a company that had nothing to do with politics, did not care about it, and Kyle Rittenhouse is wearing their shirt and they came out saying, well, we don't want to be associated with this. We have nothing to do with this. You know, we're, we're a non-political company, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't want to be associated with this. I'll be like, okay, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine to not want to be associated with something when you're, when you're non-political. But they're a hyperly political company. <laughs> their marketing is completely based all off the conservative movement. So Elijah Schaefer, whose podcast was sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee, shared a photo with the caption, Kyle Rittenhouse drinks a bit of coffee in America. He later deleted the post. Haver released a statement denying a relationship with Rittenhouse and said, we do not sponsor nor do we have a relationship with a 17-year-old facing charges in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now that Rittenhouse has been acquitted, uh, acquitted of all charges, Black Rifle Coffee is being blasted for their silence. Uh, another issue comes from the summer when Haver sat in an interview in New York Times and posed a company for a Photoshop. The company's executive vice president, Matt Bet uh, Best, uh, was also involved. The interview, uh, Best said, you can't let sections of your customers hijack your brand and say, this is who you are. It's like, no, no, we define that. Yeah, I love how that literally conservative podcast host Elijah Schaefer, whose podcast is sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean? You're, 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 and you're, you're literally right there, they're, they're grifting off the movement. Uh, Jason, author of the New York Times piece, claimed that Hafer, Hafer's Rittenhouse comment allowed Black Rifle Coffee to draw the line in the sand. It's like the worst of American society, and I got, flush, and I got to flush the toilet of some of those people that uh, kind of hijacked portions of the brand. I hate racist, proud boyish people. Like, I'll pay them to leave my customer base. I would gladly chop all of those people out of my blank customer database and pay them to get the blank out. Um, these people, another thing you'll notice, a common thread with them, they cannot go through a single sentence without cursing. And I I do not like that because I we rip on the left all the time for their... Explicit, explicit language uh, to try to emphasize what they're saying as if what they're saying, and I don't know, as, as if adding cuss words into what you're saying makes what you're saying any better. Um, so Jack Posobiec tweeted out, truth, justice, the American way, and someone replied, call out Black Rifle Cucks as a reminder, please, they deserve it. 
And this is um, a highlighted quote. The Rittenhouse episode may have cost the company thousands of customers, but Haber believed it also allows Black Rifle Coffee to draw the line. It's such a repugnant group of people, Haber said. It's like the worst of American society, and it got flushed on the toilet, and some of the people hijacked portions of the brand. Uh, in reference to the hate and harassment of the company was receiving, Hafer said, these aren't our customers. These are people that are making very illogical, irrational statements about the company and are misleading, he added. I don't participate in the daily dialogue of what's happening. You know, in the fringe aspects of Twitter, Hafer claimed in 2018, Hafer and Bees made a parody of political viewpoints called Conservatives Come Out. The company also received hate for being part of a Drinking Bros podcast where ex-members... Dan threatened to dox Alex Jones. Holloway also joined the Black Rifle Coffee co-founder Jared Taylor. Um, and also this, as Black Rifle Coffee blocks conservatives, it's important to understand that the CEO hired Blue Democrat donors to run its IT and social media. Um, and then I'm gonna, I'll just pull it up real quick. Uh, it shows the Act Blue contributions and Employer Act, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, Black Rifle Coffee, Black Rifle okay. These people donated a bunch of times um, to Democrats. Um, paid uh, media manager, Black Rifle Coffee, uh, VP Important Technology and VP Coffee Company. Okay, so here's another thing, is if you're going to grift yourself off of this conservative movement, off of the veteran movement, all that stuff, at least hire conservatives at your company. Why would you launch a conservative-centric company being pro-First and Second Amendment and being openly vocal and making that a big basis around your company, even calling your company Black Rifle Company? You, that, that is a political statement. When I first heard of Black Rifle Coffee, when I first seen the advertising for it, I was like, oh, this is a conservative brand and they're marketing themselves as a conservative brand to conservatives. Now that they're big, now that they're making money, now they got Wall Street Wall Street investment, allegedly. They got the New York Times article. I'm pretty sure if you have to get Wall Street investment, that's what New York Times really cares about you. Now that they got all that, now that they want to take things to the next level, all of a sudden they're trying to completely distance themselves from that brand, okay? Not too smart. Not This is what happens when people get greedy. They want to get on to that higher level, but hey, you chose this level. National Fire revealed that the Federal Election Committee, uh, the FEC, records uh, the manager, uh, okay, whatever. ActBlue is an organization that helps Democrats and leftist organizations raise money online. An editor of the company's online mag magazine donated $500 to the Biden's presidential campaign. Senior financial analyst of Black Rifle Coffee also donated money to ActBlue. Um, I'm going to see right now if there's, I think I have some other things pulled up. Um, this one's an article from military.com. Black Rifle Coffee distanced itself from extremists, including some who love the brand. See, Black Rifle Coffee, they could have took this Kyle Rittenhouse thing and backed Kyle Rittenhouse all the way. And they would have made tons and tons of money. And we would have gladly gave them our money. Because what do we do? Us conservatives, we, we're kind of uh, in our own little world in a way. When 99.999% of all major corporations, uh, let's say 100% of all big businesses are basically super leftists, shitting on conservatives, banning us off their tech platforms, we don't want to buy their products, banning Mike Lindell's MyPillow from retail stores for you know his, his involvement in, in the election fraud stuff. When, it when we see a conservative company pop up, 
we want to give them our money instead of giving our money to Starbucks. You know, we would rather buy Black Rifle Coffee because they support us. They're advertising to us. They support the movement. Uh, we'll rather buy from there than buy from Starbucks, obviously. We'll rather buy a My Pillow than go to Bed Bath and Beyond or, or Target or wherever else that, that, that banned My Pillow and buy a pillow. There, we'll rather buy a My Pillow. Okay, that we're we're voting with our dollar. We're trying to stick together. We would rather delete Twitter and go over together to support the conservatives. Not everybody. I mean, we, 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 for that matter, we like to be part of the public discord because it benefits the movement, but that's besides the case. You get what I'm saying. So when a company, imagine if my pillow came out and said, oh, we don't, we, oh, oh, you know, Mike Lindell came out and said, oh, you know, we, we don't want to take political sides. A little bit of an extreme example. But if Mike Lindell said, oh, I don't, I don't support Trump. We, we, you know, we don't, we, we, we don't want to take political sides. If that happens, like, whoa, wait, where did this come from? We were, we were grifting and chilling out your pillow for well over a year now because the left hit you hard and because we wanted to support you because you're one of us. Why all of a sudden? Oh, because you want to be put back into retail stores. Okay, so you just lied to us the whole time. You grifted off of us to make money. Anyway, replace that with Black Rifle Coffee, very similar situation, if not exactly the same, just probably to an extreme. Honestly, I think it would be exactly the same situation because, yeah, you know what? That would be exactly the same situation. But the difference is Black Rifle Coffee wants to get into retail stores, I'm assuming, and Mike Lindell got kicked out of retail stores. So he went back, Black Rifle Coffee wants to go up, and they're doing it off our backs. Um, let me see what, uh, what, what was said in this article. I'm just going to pick out a random quote. Uh, you can taste the bigotry. An undefined, uh, unidentified man says exhausted, uh, inhaling with satisfaction after sipping the supposed cut the black rifle coffee in a fake commercial in the IT department stumbled upon last week. And the mock advertisement has seemed to intend to associate with the brand closely. Okay. I want to go real quick because they did make, um, I guess, political videos. But I, I do want, I do like to give people benefit of the doubt regardless. Um, they did make, I want to find it real quick. Um, it was like something with the conservatives, they touted, okay. I do want to see if that video at least included a Black Rifle Coffee ad because they definitely made the conservative video after they started the brand. I do not see it. I'm trying to find it. I, I should have had this pulled up ahead of time. Let me just search YouTube real quick. Uh, it's probably not going to come up from this. Let, let, let's just watch one of their ads, all right? Here Black at Black Rifle Coffee Company, things are really starting to heat up. And I'm not just talking about the coffee. What are you doing? You did not just take the last cup. I, I would, I would. Ne All right, it looks like just a fight on this ad. Fresh. Rangers lead the way. Come on. Just seems like a very fighting, veteran-centric type of ad. Um, seems like a lot of their ads are like that. Um, Black Rifle Coffee must apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse. New York Times in big trouble. They threatened to dox him. I'm just trying to look up how to be a crossfitter. 
I don't know if this is Black Rifle Coffee, but it's Black Rifle Coffee sponsored videos at least. If veterans were in horror movies, um, a lot of people call. Let me see if it's on their page. They got a a video called Gun Free Zone. I don't know. Is this their channel? It's called M M Best Eleven. It might be. They might be at least sponsored. I don't really know. Yeah, I really do not know. It's hard to tell. Um, but yeah, I don't want to keep you guys waiting around too long while I look this up. If anything, I'll, uh, if I see more that needs, oh, here, here it is. Conservatives come out. My hand! And this is the Black Rifle Coffee sponsored videos. It's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee, Black Rifle Coffee, all in the descriptions. Um, and the video is literally called Conservatives Come Out. Um, so... It's a, it's a, it's a hyper-political company. I mean, it's a company making political statements. And then in the situation where they need to put their money where their mouth is with those exact political statements, all of a sudden, where are they? They turn their backs, okay? We're gonna turn your backs on you too. That's how it's gonna go. If you wanna be a company that wants to support Kyle Rittenhouse, that wants to support the, the Constitution, act like it. Because if you're not going to act like it, we're not going to buy your coffee. It's as simple as that. And me personally, I don't even drink coffee. But I won't be buying their coffee, I can tell you that much. So protests are breaking out all across the country. Obviously, this is a large protest in New York City to protest the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And they chant about burning down every police station. Now let's listen, okay? Let's listen to this. They said, every city, every town, burn the precincts to the ground. If this is not an incitement of violence, I don't know what is. If this is not already worse than anything seen at the Capitol insurrection, I don't know what is. The entire mob is chanting across the country, burn the precincts down. This is the first time ever the left has ever rioted and protested and called for violence over a white-on-white -white crime. It's amazing. It's almost like all lives matter or something. So let's read. Uh, before I get too much into this, don't forget to give this video a like, share, and subscribe. It's the only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement. Also, you can take clips from this show and repost it anywhere you want. Um, so protests break out in cities across the U.S. Friday night at the Rittenhouse verdict. Okay. Protests in Kenosha remain mostly peaceful in New York City. Hundreds of the protesters marched across the Brooklyn and Manhattan to block, to block traffic. Uh, during the march, protesters kneeled in a moment of silence for Joseph Rinten, uh, Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber and the uh, the men shot by Rittenhouse, literally convicted criminals. The, the most one of the most evil people in these in this country. At least five people are arrested in Queens for property damage in New York. NYPD shared photos of the damaged vehicles online. One car with handicap plates had "FU" spray painted on it. Around 300 protesters gathered in Brooklyn's Barclays Center with signs reading "No justice in the capitalist courts" and "Capitalism breeds racist terror." I don't know what this has to do with capitalism. When it's, when it's literally the state and the city doing things, do not know. Um, so uh, a county office building damaged after Portland protesters take to the streets. Many voiced frustrations regarding the Rittenhouse verdict. Let's watch. Um, it's just a video of, of just, you know, the beat up uh, office building. Um, it, it looks like they completely broke in. Uh, the county office building, sorry. 
Uh, let's continue reading. Over in Oregon, uh, Portland protesters declared a riot in downtown areas when a protest turned violent near the county justice center. The police tweeted, Due to the violent, destructive behavior by a significant part of the crowd, the gathering in downtown Portland is a riot. All participants are instructed to proceed away to the west on Friday night. Rioters mashed windows of businesses, including a print shop, and damaged uh, police vehicles. They also vandalized the downtown precinct. Police reported their issues of, of okay, let's, a group of protesters marched in the streets, staying in the bike lane. Let's watch. Do we want it? Yeah. What do we want? Yeah. When do we want it? Yeah. If we don't get it. It says, reject racist vigilante terror. That is their signs that they're walking around with. So God forbid if you shall protect yourself from these violent criminals. God forbid if they're trying to kill you and you protect yourself. God forbid if people go to try to protect their businesses from your violent asses. They're literally proving Kygo Rittenhouse right. They're literally going down the street, rioting, looting, destroying buildings, calling for violence because somebody was trying to protect themselves from that same violence. These people are sick, deranged, and mentally ill and need to be put on a a garbage barge and just send out to the middle of the sea and just leave them there. In Chicago, several stores were targeted by thieves. Friday night, 15, uh, 15 men reportedly ran into, the, into a store and grabbed merchandise. I mean, that's probably just normal everyday stuff in those types of cities. And GameStop on the south side was also broken too. Uh, obviously, people are just using this as an opportunity to, riot, to, to, to loot and steal, which I've seen firsthand when I went undercover at the Hollywood riots. Um, but what do we expect? This is exactly what we expect. It's almost like everything we say pretty much just continuously comes true. Okay? These people are extremely predictable, um, and they're brain dead. So the FDA says it's going to need until 2076 to release Pfizer vaccine approval data. So the Food and Drug Administration has requested that the courts give them 55 years to review and release documents concerning the approval of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. So, you know, just, you know, they're just, just a vaccine that everyone's being forced to take. It's going to take them 55 years to review and release documents about the approval of that vaccine. Listen, if the government is going to declare by edict that we need to get vaccinated, at the very least, you can... Provide us with the approval data or any type of data necessary. If you're going to make a public policy about a vaccine, we should have the right to know every last bit of that. But the thing is, they're afraid to tell us every last bit of that. Before I get too much into this, don't forget to drop this video a like, share, and subscribe. It's the only way this show can grow is if you guys add engagement. Also, you can take clips of this show and re-upload them to TikTok, Twitter, wherever, whatever you want to do. So let's read. The FDA wants the public to wait until the year 2076, a full 55 years, for them to release the information it, rel uh, it relied on to deem the Pfizer vaccine safe for usage. They said they can release 500 pages a month for the next uh, 659 months. Uh, what makes me want to see that makes me want to see the data right now. The FDA previously denied a request from the public health medical uh, professionals for transparency for an expedited release of the approval records. The PHMPT has filed a lawsuit against FDA for failing to complete the Freedom of Information Act request. It was determined that in order to complete the FOIA request, a total of 329,000 pages would need to be reviewed. The FDA process 
uh, proposed, it would be able to process and uh, produce the non-exempt uh, portions of responsible re uh, rates at 500 pages per month. Documents would be provided on a rolling basis and would take almost 55 years to review. So the FDA wants permission for a federal court not to release their data on the Pfizer COVID vaccine approval for another 55 years. It only took the FDA 108 days to fully review and approve the Pfizer data, but they want 20,000 days to release their findings to the public. At this rate, it's consistent with processing schedules entered into the courts, the FDA explained. The initial request wants to review down to four months. It would require 80,000 pages to be worked on per month. According to the Epic Times, uh, attorney... Aaron Siri said it took the FDA precisely 108. Okay, we were just we just um, read that I guess 108 days from when the Pfizer started production. Uh, the the records. Okay, so it's like if you can approve this so fast, why is it taking so long for us to see this approval data? Is something being hid? I mean, this I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and speculate. I'll let you guys speculate all you want. But is there a reason for them not wanting us to see this? Could it be just they're lazy? Could it be there's something in there they don't want the general public to know? Could it be that there might be something in there that will slow down the vaccination rate? And they got to manipulate, of course, you know, they, God forbid if they should give us information and freedom and freedom of choice. No, no. What the government wants to do is make a thing, not tell us anything about the thing, and then force us to do the thing. You know, the, the, the Democrat logic here. And guess what? And if you're a Democrat and, well, you don't even got to think. You just got to listen to the government. You know, just, just listen to them. You don't even need to think about it. Pretty insane. Pretty crazy. Uh, those, people, those people lack a certain level of free thought. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. If you can, listen to the full episode of the show, The Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Go there right now and subscribe. New podcast every single morning if you want to listen or if you want to watch every single night. This show goes live. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, Patreon supporter, or even a super chat. We actually got a super chat yesterday. I, I should have read this off at the beginning of the episode. Um, so I read off the super chats um, every episode from the previous episode. And let me go over this super chat. Um, it's from the People's Truth. And they said, hey, Joey, love what you're doing. Keep it up. Wish I could go live. Um, and it gets cut off. I don't know how to. Let me see. Wish I can go live with you. And that's from The People's Truth. Um, I don't really go live with anybody, so I apologize for that. But thank you for becoming a Super Chat. Thank you for supporting me and supporting the show. It goes a long way. So if you're watching this live, guys, drop a Super Chat. I'll read you off next episode. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.